0: everyone, so welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined here by a very special guest. She's my first in-person guest on the podcast. The what? the only, the OG Mariah.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you for that amazing
1: introduction.
0: Yeah, so if, in case anyone doesn't know, she's my flatmate and she's my quarantine lockdown buddy as well. Um she's definitely an amazing person she's a senior pharmacist she's an OG girl boss she's out there doing the damn thing come on (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she is an entrepreneur in the making she's working so hard behind the scenes setting up her skincare business and she is the epitome of work hard play hard
1: Oh, that is such a lovely introduction, that's so sweet, you're making me blush
0: You're welcome, <laughs> you're welcome So for today's podcast, the beautiful Mariah is joining me on the topic of body image Now right. we have so many interesting conversations here in our flat So I wanted to bring them, some of them onto here To share our gems of wisdom and to basically have an interesting conversation So what is what does body image mean to you?
1: Um, oh, that's a good question. Body image to me uh, basically entails what the way you view your own body. So for example, um, when you look at yourself in the mirror, what is your body saying to you, if that makes sense? So um, you, could, you could look at yourself in the mirror and you could see someone who's beautiful, someone who's confident, someone who's very curv- curvaceous or someone who's perhaps very skinny. But what does that actually mean? Is it just a case of, oh, you're just skinny and you have an indifferent view to that? Or it's a case of you actually um, attach emotions to it, which I think a lot of people generally tend to do, um, including myself. I think it's very normal to look at yourself in the mirror and have a particular view about yourself. And depending on you know your stance in life and you know, experiences that you've had, um, concerning your body, it could be positive or it could be negative.
0: I think that's such an interesting like take on what it means, and I think a lot of it also has to do like what you absorb in your social environment. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy how like, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, there's various different studies about how uh, the perception of beauty is perceived in different countries around the world, mm-hmm. and like it's just mind blowing because you just and also like trends that we see in society now that definitely affects it true like um i was listening to someone who said the other day like back in like the 2010s the whole big thing was like getting like a thigh gap and then now it's like bbl and being slim thick and that's just so crazy to me because when i was growing up when we were growing up Mm -hmm. anyone doesn't know there's like a four-year age gap between Mm us um but you know how like in the 2000s you had like the shows um like all the dramas they were like very one particular way of the way the girls looked which was really slub and like they wore the low waist jeans and
1: yeah no it's true because even um when i just think about you know the different types of body images that i've uh, come across so for example um having conversations with my mom who would say that you know in africa when she was growing up she was always teased about her body image because she's quite slim and back then it was a huge thing to be you know very curvaceous even to the point of just being quite big actually whereas now that image is completely flipped so I remember when we uh, went back to Nigeria a couple of years ago and a lot of people asking her like, oh, wow, how are you so skinny at your age? How did you do it? Like, what are you, you know, what are you eating? Uh, How are you exercising, etc.? And for her, it was really a shock moment because she was like, well, a few decades ago, I was proper teased for this. And now all of a sudden, everyone wants to have this image as well, which is quite interesting. And how does she feel about today? like how has it like affected her um i think i think during her childhood it definitely affected her like i think Mm. she really grew up with this notion of you know i need to be bigger but i think my mom genetically is someone who can you know is one of those lucky people who can eat so much but then doesn't really gain any weight uh but i think now she's she she understands that you know being healthy um having a good diet exercising frequently um is super important and she just happens to be someone who um works out a lot and Mm. has uh, has a fit body and she's really accepted herself over the the past few years which is really good um to not kind of confine into that space that a lot of Africans think you need to you know be big to be seen as beautiful yeah
0: that's so important because Mm. like you can't let the world define how beautiful you view yourself because 100% like you know Now that people are asking her, oh, you're, you know, how do you stay so slim? And back in the day, it was like a completely different ordeal for her.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And even for us now with this whole, um, you know Generation of BBL surgeries That are really popular And people who are Risking their lives For the, these types of surgeries That are actually Quite dangerous To be uh, Quite frank with you um, And just thinking of When I was a teenager No one was talking about BBLs It was all about Looking like the supermodels The Kate Moss You know The Tyra mm. Banks The name Campbell It was all about being You know A size 6 Being super thin uh, Being 5'10 So you could You know walk on uh the, the cloud walk yes exactly <laughs> that was the dream and now everyone wants to look like kim kardashian so it just shows you it's so crazy it just changes all the time and i think that a lot of people don't understand that this era of bbl i think at some point an end will come to that and then there'll be something else that people will be yeah. focusing
0: on it will be like you know big boobs, boobs. that's what and i'm like thinking. slim, waist, slim waist, waist and then like
1: just a slim yeah no one's really looking at the big bum i think at some yeah. point people are over it they're like we want to see big boobs and then everyone starts g- getting their boobs done and then no one's talking about the bbl and then everyone else who did a bbl 20 30 years prior to this time is just looking like wow like what it's was just all that flipped. for i remember in the 2000s feeling
0: like the same because mm-hmm. i went through puberty quite early mm-hmm. so i didn't understand like I didn't have like a Kate Moss or like Tyra Banks body type so I didn't understand like why my body didn't look that way and yeah also at the same time a lot of the friends I had they were either not had not just yet gone into puberty so I felt very like oh everybody's like slim and I'm fat and then I look back at pictures now and I'm like that was not the case at all like I was not like like now I'm regarded as slim thick and then I'm like And then now, as you're older, you see more people that look like you, and it's just really weird. And um, yeah, like all this BBL stuff
1: is just crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really important that you, um, you know, get to a point in your life where you're actually accepting of who you are Mm -hmm. and what you look like, and even though you don't really fit the narrative of what society deems as beautiful, because you know, from what we previously just discussed, that image changes continuously and it's not healthy for you to want to jump on every single trend and feel like you need to change yourself i feel like everyone's been made in a unique in a unique way mm. and everyone is beautifully made the way they are exactly um, and it's all about accepting yourself and if bbl is the trend now let the trend stay there you need to be comfortable with who you are as a person because you can't be doing yo-yo with your body and trying to change and you know conform to what people find uh attractive because at the end of the day it's a case of if their opinion constantly changes like how often like are how you going to keep to... up exactly how do yeah. you tend to keep up with that and how are you um going to get used to a new version of yourself every single time like you know there's so many other things that you have to deal with growing up you know your your own mental maturity emotional intelligence mm. and then having to now constantly care for your physical outside of the regular, you know, being healthy, working out, etc I think it's 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 not necessary.
0: Yeah. I do feel a lot for the younger generation in, in a sense of like FaceTune is is like you know how happens that you read magazines and like Photoshop was the normal magazines. Yeah. So you didn't really realise like, oh, this completely airbrushed, she has no cellulite model, she doesn't actually look like that. You mm-hmm. just kind of thought like, oh, she's so perfect. And True. this is normal. And so for them, now you've got like Facetune True. where it's not necessarily the same as you can kind of like distance yourself from magazines. Now it's all your friends and everyone you kind of know looks like this on the gram. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's using Facetune and that's just like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, because people get be able to look like people that use Facetune, like the Kardashians... They use FaceTune, yeah. but you're paying
1: to look like them. And honestly, when I've seen, when I look at so many befores of people and what they look like now, and how many people who've done like photoshops and then it's gone wrong, and you can see that on the gram. They've done photoshops. Photoshops. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I yeah. yeah. Photoshops. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like for example, even recently, I think Khloe Kardashian photoshopped one of her images. Oh, Yeah, I saw that. And image. then I was a bit like, didn't even. even look like that that, and that's the problem and then a lot of and especially when you're someone who has that much influence you're actually having a huge impact on the course of someone else's life and how they view themselves i'm not saying that they are you know necessarily responsible for Mm. you know someone else's uh you know way of viewing themselves but i do feel like you do need to kind of think of the impact that you have as a person uh of influence and for people to also understand that this era of where kids are growing up now with social media, the Snapchat, the Instagrams, the WhatsApp and whatever, mm. we didn't have that much of an influence of social media then as we do now. And it's having a huge impact because you are constantly, you know, surrounded by images of people who allegedly look much better than you. Um, people who are constantly contouring their bodies with mm. all these fancy apps and things where you literally just put your picture in you click one button and then all of a sudden you're fully revamped yeah and it's really 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 causing a lot of people to you know get into a state of depression and have mental health issues and it's really concerning i think it's very important perhaps in education now even though it's not something that seems to be prevalent but for even schools to maybe have programs where they talk about the influences of social media because it's mm. affecting a lot of people
0: yeah it's not really a thing anymore just kind of like oh it's a little thing like a little check on face when you go home yeah. because it's like even in this lockdown period you realise how much you rely on social media to be entertained Absolutely. or to use as a resource to find yeah. things and even now people make it into a career mm-hmm. and um, it's you know it's really something like you need to protect kids from and they need to have a guided into it from adults that before when it happened so Absolutely. you're not so
1: jaded by it true and that's one thing i've always said to myself that when i start having kids i will be really strict with social media and you going to be one <laughs> of those kids like you just like you
0: have 30 minutes
1: yeah that's it <laughs> you're gonna have the time it says social out close and you need password <laughs> it's like kids <laughs> kid lock on there and it'll be crying mommy ma-. no <laughs> no you're just you're gonna, gonna like media. cut it off yeah we're gonna cut it because. <laughs> I don't want them to look at themselves and then, you know, have to to feel like they're not good enough or they're not worthy yeah. because they don't fit a certain beauty standard that's so westernized when I know mm. my kids will, are not going to fit that beauty standard. Also, a beauty standard that's not even real. You yeah, know? it's not realistic. And that's one thing. Funnily enough, I actually saw a post recently of this uh, plastic surgeon who spoke about how some of these people who do like these body contour um, uh, procedures uh, and BBLs that they do to the point where their waist is smaller than um, the size of their heads Ooh. and apparently that he said no one not even in Africa not even in Asia no one actually has body proportions whereby your waist is smaller than your head if that's that is the case, so uncomfortable like what do all the organs got it just shuffles around
0: that's not okay. That is not <laughs> yeah. okay. Because say if you need to go and have surgery mm-hmm.
1: and they're looking for your, st- <laughs> your stomach and it's all wedged up somewhere. Yeah. it's that's just not okay. Not, no, 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 no. And that's a problem also with people who religiously wear corsets, right? So yeah. So people who... Because first of all, your all your organs are now shuffling around, one. Mm. Number two, you are also causing your body frame to not be as stable as it's meant to be Mm -hmm. and you can also break your ribs in the process all for the sake of beauty I don't think it's worth it
0: I think a lot of people that get it done I can only really see it from the perspective of say Instagram influencers I think they just view it a lot as like one of course one of it is like obviously self-esteem reasons I think that's the main thing but it's also like your career and trying to fit fit in for your work or Mm -hmm. It's just sad though, because mm-hmm. you should never feel like to the point you're gonna rearrange your organs.
1: Yeah, but that's just crazy. A, it's just it's just mind-boggling that people get to that point where they feel like, well, the only way that I will be seen as desired or attractive or that I find myself beautiful is if I reshuffle my organs so that my waist can be super small. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. I I think that. It's so important for people to Get to a place where they're really confident With who they are Mm. Regardless of whether you fit into certain standards And really taking the time Like It's a real journey to get there It takes a lot of patience A lot of self-reflection A lot of self-awareness And I think that it's a lot Better to go down that route So that you appreciate yourself for who you are Rather than trying to You know, make yourself Be attractive for who
0: yeah Yeah. have you like personally in your life felt like Mm. you've been affected by those pressures of like body image that are present in society and like what's your journey on it
1: i think it affected me a bit but not super much so Mm. for myself as a kid i was always very active Mm. i used to run a lot i used to play tennis a lot so i've always been fairly fit only time I think I was slightly affected was when there was a time in my life where I wanted to go into fashion. I was yeah. thinking of perhaps even doing modeling. Ooh. But then, girl, I'm five foot five. <laughs> <laughs> I do can do mean commercial. To- <laughs> you can still do Photoshop. <laughs> I wanted to do a tutorial, so that was not going to happen. So I literally was trying to do all sorts of... I don't even know what I was thinking. Doing all sorts of... St- uh, stretch exercises. Oh, to be taller. Yeah. I was praying Whoa. to be taller. I was praying to lose weight because I didn't have like the standard model proportions of, you know, super skinny. Like, you know, I, I have, I have muscles. I'm, I'm quite, you know, I'm not the, I'm not fat or anything, but I'm, I'm definitely not, um, you know, very lean. Yeah. I'm not drawn and done. Let's, let's put it that way. So and I was trying to like aspire to that. And sometimes when I think back, I'm like, wow, you really went through all this effort to make yourself you know something that you were never meant to be and even Mm. now when I think about it and think about the choices that I've made in my career and things that I feel are in line with my own purpose in life I'm actually quite grateful I never went down that path because it probably wouldn't have been suitable to my own character and i just think that i would have you know gone so far for something that doesn't even benefit me in the first place mm. so i think sometimes it's good to realize that you know life experiences kind of redirect you in another way than maybe things rather than maybe something that you had intended for yourself you may be disappointed in the moment but i think like always down the line in hindsight you look back and you're like well actually i'm actually quite grateful that i did not Go down that route. That's really good that you came to that conclusion, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. I think it's also um sometimes you don't realise like what you're saying about how things don't work out. Like sometimes you don't realise that um even if you may have like had it and on the outside looks really shiny and great, but you could have been like someone who never feels good enough in your job. True. And you're just so used to like having you're just used to never feeling enough and it's kind of like but you've invested everything into it and then you realise like oh truthfully this didn't make me feel successful even though you know Mm -hmm. you you could have been successful as a model but maybe it didn't serve you know that place within you that you could have
1: yeah
0: and you know you're still stylish now so
1: thank you (laughs) (laughs) I try (laughs) I try just for you audience of one (laughs) is (laughs) quarantined but how about yourself though like what's your journey with body image um I kind of probably feel like
0: I'm still on it in some mm-hmm. ways, but I feel like everybody's still, still on it. But yeah, just absolutely. like I was saying before about being a kid and then like not feeling like you fit this certain look that you see all these teenagers that look like in like the media. And I went through puberty early, so that definitely affected me a lot. Also, I remember like when I was 13, I think I was, and my friend had a pool party. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to go, I was going to get my swimsuit, but then I saw... Um, like, uh, I can't remember what it was, maybe it was like National Enquirer, that put all these celebrities, like Mariah Carey and mm-hmm. all these other celebrities, and were showing like how much cellulite they had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I have that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to go to the pool party, but I'm not going to, like, I don't want my friends to see oh, that, and I don't want to feel rubbish. So I sat by the poolside the whole party, and it was Yay. rubbish. Oh. And you know the also so funny it was at the party, then I saw like some of my friends had cellulite, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh like that's normal oh man but you know um but then I feel like when I really got into health and fitness like towards my later teenage years then I started to look like how I wanted to look like and it was mainly a case of getting really into fitness and being really appreciative of what my body can do and also going into it for the right reasons of then trying to lose weight it was just kind of like my mental health yeah and then just seeing, like, oh, like, I, I seem to like the way my body looks. And I didn't feel like I had to, like, you know, only eat carrot sticks. And... <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, you can well, still have that five guys once in a while. Yeah, and, and it, it bomb, wasn't you know? really...
0: Yeah, it wasn't, you know, like... And it also helped so much with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realise, because I tend to emotionally eat if I'm very anxious. Mm-hmm. Like, so it would help me just feel pad And then I was like, I like the way I look. Yeah. Um but I feel like it's mostly confidence. That's what it really draws down to. And also being very accepting of your body looks different at different stages in life, like things you go through. Absolutely. Like, you know, saying now it's lockdown. It's a very depressing time. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't look my best. But then, you know, I had a very active period of my life where I worked at, you know, a spin studio so I was always taking classes and then I looked a lot leaner and trying to be accepting of I'm gonna go through different eras that I'm gonna look different, but. True. I'm still the same. I'm still the same bad B, so. You better tell them. You better (laughs)
1: drop that. (laughs) Drop that (laughs) book. Drop it. (laughs) Pink. But that's so true because even Mm. like when I think of, you know, different phases of life, especially as a woman, we go through so much. You Mm -hmm. go through puberty. And then you have, you know, the time of the month where you may be super bloated, you look different than, you know, when you're in your period three weeks and then after that you know later in life if you choose to have children that's gonna have massive impact on your body and then post children Mm. your body will never be the same again and then after that it's menopause yeah like there is always something that is causing a change in your body and it's all about ensuring that in every season that you're in that you're appreciative of what your body looks like and accept that you know this is not going to be forever and be okay with that because that's just life that's you the know?
0: thing that I feel like they definitely need to teach that to young girls, 100%. like, because there's even things like you go through a breakup and you're gonna gain twenty pounds. Like, are you okay. really expecting yourself to look like you know, uh, you're the best shape of your life? If you're going through mm-hmm. the worst thing, the worst probably thing. not. And yeah. just being okay with the different, different areas of
1: your life and different journeys, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's. It's it's something that I feel is really lacking in education. Quite frankly, I feel a lot of things are lacking in education. Mm. Not just this like talking teaching people about finance and how to live their life. Like I feel school is very traditional in the way that it teaches you certain skills that may be useful, but it doesn't actually teach you how to navigate life and I think 100%. your confidence and your mentality, your mental health your mindset towards yourself and your mindset towards things that you want to do in life is something that is mainly affected by things that happen in your childhood, mainly affected Mm. by the people that you hang around, whether that is, you know, uh, voluntary or not. So I think it's so important for schools to actually think of, you know what, there's such a huge part of the human experience mm. that we could actually be helping these kids with from a very young age so let's say you have class where you learn about you know uh what depression is and 100%. you know, how to deal with that and what are the signs and if you think you are dealing with that how to talk to someone or i think they
0: definitely know? like mental health nowadays is so much more openly spoken about than as opposed to like 2012, like, eight years ago. True, So hopefully, I think, maybe in schools they talk about it more, but even generally society. Yeah. But it's really important to talk about stuff in schools because these kids, like, they spend most of
1: the time at school. Exactly. And that's the thing. Uh, You know, you would think that that would be the perfect place to learn about these things and learning about how to accept your body and be confident in who you are as a person. That You know, you want kids to leave confident. I see too many kids who you know, walk around with, you know, with their head down, not feeling good about themselves. Mm. And they have to use a huge chunk of their adult lives to overcome those fears. Yeah. You know? I remember when I was back in
0: school, like, there was, like, people, we knew that, like, in our class, that they didn't eat at lunch or they, like, it was obvious there was some form of, like, eating disorder going on. Mm -hmm. And you just never really knew, you didn't really know how to, like, approach it. Like, yeah. Which teacher do you kind of tell? Like, what do you say? Like, you're you're obviously telling them, like, you should eat, you look fine and everything, but Mm -hmm. kind of, like, if you're not given the tools at that age, like, say if it's brought up in PSHE to openly talk about this stuff, yeah you don't really know, like, how to navigate things like that. true. So it's really important those stuff are covered. And, you know, especially, like, women in particular where, you you teach them what Instagram is going to teach them and... Oh my gosh, exactly. like so many workouts you see online about how to build a booty, how to like slim your waist, and it's like.
1: Yeah. And people will pay good money for that kind of stuff, you know? Like, mm. lo- loads of people have their, you know, workout plans that are literally four, just four pages of. How to build that booty! Yeah. But then the booty was built for just maybe 5%. And then you're like, where's the rest? Where's the rest that I paid for? I paid 50 quid for my booty to be looking like Kim Kardashian. Not to look like I just put my fingers (laughs) underneath my bum and just held them up. That's not what I paid for. (laughs) I just put duct tape. Yeah, just did you know? Did you know? Did DIY butt lift? That's not what I paid for. I want to look like Kim Kardashian. That's what it said on the tin. You know, and and it's and just telling people that dream of unrealistic body goals. It just it just needs to stop. People just need to appreciate themselves for who they are and be confident in themselves and be like, you know what? I may have no bum at all. Does that make me less worthy of love and success and happiness and, you know, your own definition of those things? Absolutely not. It's mm. not defined by how big your bum is. Like even just deep, it, like how that even sounds to say, oh, I have a flat bum. <laughs> I don't have enough, you know, fat and muscle tissue are on, the you know, the, my backside. So therefore, I'm not deserving of having a great relationship. I'm not deserving of... Being successful, but you know, career. you know, like it is really
0: sad. But I, on the flip side, I get it if it's a thing of like the guys you like or the guys you're surrounded by are just talking like you know, she got a big body in that oh, and gosh. just like
1: waste, man, throw him in the bin, throw him in the bin, <laughs> trash. trash, trash, we call that trash. <laughs> yeah, I, I just
0: oh man, I just wish there was just a case where people could be like, listen, we're all beautiful. You may have a tiny tush. That's okay. Exactly.
1: 100%. That's, yeah. that's what we love to see. And that's why I love to see women online who are so confident in themselves when they don't quote unquote fit that, um, the beauty standard that society has put place on us. Mm. For them to just be like, yeah, um, I'm 23 and my boobs are sagging. I don't care. I'm happy with myself. And you do find that when you are, you know, unapologetically yourself, that people will actually appreciate you for who you are because you aren't you know you're not trying to fit a certain mold you are fully trying to immerse yourself in the unique person that you are and there is only one of one of every single person so why try and be like everyone else everyone else is taking as they say just yeah. be yourself that's that's something special that's where that's where the beauty lies that's where the, the gift is I'm telling you, that's where <laughs> that's where you have unlimited source. Because when you, you step out of that into something else, it's a desert, it's dry. It's yeah. very dry because that's not where you should be tapping from. You receive that from being yourself through and through. You know, I was thinking about that recently.
0: I was like, really? yeah, because I was watching Nella Rose and she said something about embracing individuality. Yeah, And I was like, you know, what if? like the i had like an amazing life mm-hmm. and it was just from being like tasha you're it you're that ish mm-hmm. if i walked around that energy every day ha the world <laughs> is not ready like imagine my whole world just changed because i was like you know you know what I, like because i'm always like something that i just never feel enough i'm always like there's something more i could be doing there's something i could just be better But I was like, I wonder how different my life would be if I just walked around like I am it. Like this is my
1: supreme level. Yeah. And I'm walking in it. Trust me, that type of energy that is when literally all the gifts, all the blessings come flowing to you because you your energy has, you know, has changed itself into a state of acceptance. Acceptance of self. Mm. Acceptance of you know all good things your way and they will surely come your way because that's why i think it's so important that you have a right mindset of yourself because when you are in that place that is when you know you the universe blesses you with other things because it's like okay she's she's now in, in that point where she's happy with herself she's grateful for what she has Do you know what that is a grateful young woman. You deserve more of that, you know. I never you thought it more. like that. Yeah, you know? that's how I think of it because I think that when you are in a place of lacking, you aren't even happy with the things around you. So it's kind of a, oh, she has all these things, or she has all these things going for her. She can't even be happy with that. Why would you give that person more of that? No. I, I think never when you come from like a that. place of gratefulness mm. and happiness for, with, you know, with who you are and not expecting anything, Just being happy with your state and being grateful for where you are, I think when you're in that space, that's when you attract more greatness because you've gotten to a place where you're not asking for more things, but you're generally happy with where you are, and that's that's I think where you tap into, you know, another level of just attracting better things into your life, and then the same cycle happens again. You get you're grateful again, you're happy, you're not asking for more, you're not being ungrateful, you're not Hmm. you know acting like oh why okay well i have i have it's great business i have my own house i have all these you know awards and accolades but why don't i have xyz and coming from an ungrateful place because mm. i think that is a very negative uh um you know um, st- um mindset? Very, mindset yes thank you mm. so i think b- when you have a positive mindset you attract other positive things towards yourself
0: i never thought of it from mm-hmm. like you just said now like mm-hmm. the universe picks up on oh okay she's finally like chilled where she is like mm-hmm. I'm ready to just sprinkle and finesse.
1: I yeah. never thought of it like that I just 100% because mm. I know because just from my own experience I've realized with every single thing in my life whether that's you know a job mm. uh, my partner um, things I've just wanted to achieve yeah every single time I got to a place where I wasn't necessarily like trying to grab for something or feeling like oh i'm deficient in a certain area where i'm like i have enough of what i have now i'm Mm. happy with what i have now if i get more great if not i'm just gonna carry on being content in where i am Mm. that's when things start to happen for me when i'm in a place of you know worry anxiety Mm. and really trying to like hold on to things too hard yeah nothing really ever happened
0: so how did you get out of that mindset of, of being like really anxious and worried
1: um, getting out of it for me was a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. and really asking myself why am I really scared for certain things not to happen is it because I think I'm not good enough is it because I think I can't do this yeah um and then also google like I always say Google's my best friend when I when I'm dealing with something and I'm not happy with the state of where I am, mm-hmm. I always ensure that, you know, I read up about it. I learn about these things. And through doing research, I found other people who kind of, you know, have taught me these lessons and reading different books and, um, um, uh, people who've maybe had similar experiences and, yeah. and also just videos on YouTube of other people who've also gone through these things. And, and this narrative with most of it is the same that, you know, you, you gain more blessings when you're in a space of gratitude because when you hold on to something too hard, when you want something so much where you can't actually think of all the other things that you have, yeah. and you're not tending to the things that you have, you miss out on so much. Yeah. But when you're happy with what you have and you're grateful for what you have and you focus on that, you get blessed with more. That's very really true. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into that. And I try, I mean, it's not easy, but I try as much as I can kind of apply that to things that I'm doing and be like you know what I'm actually very grateful where I am Mm. especially thinking of where I was a few years ago and now I'm being like wow you know I've actually really progressed and there's so many other things that I can do but not you know craving it so much that I start to look at this and be like oh well it's just it's just there or you know this is nothing or kind of downplay oh things. like of where you are right now do you exactly mean? oh i yeah. see i see yeah not downplaying sense. that but just being grateful for where i am and what i have yeah just knowing that you know there's things can always be better but let me be content with where i am right now and the yeah. Season I'm in.
0: yeah i think that also reminds me of like you know how you feel like oh it's only like when you downplay stuff and you feel like oh it's only the really big things i can be like yeah this is it this is yeah. really great it's like Say, for example, you wanted to be, like, a talk show host on primetime TV. And then you have, like, a little radio show in college. And you're like, ah, oh, this is not the big time. But this is just where I am. But mm-hmm. And then you get to, like, the primetime TV moment. And it's just not as big as you hoped it was. Yeah. Because life is about the journey. Like, it's not really about the destination.
1: 100%. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people have. A lot of people see someone post, oh, I've just, you know... Um, my business has just hit one million pounds mm. and everyone is just focused on how did you get to the one million pounds yeah not thinking this person has worked s- extremely hard for 15 years with failure after failure disappointment after disappointment are you ready for that part of the story mm. because that one million is not just going to drop in your account by next week you need to be willing to put in the work and it's all about the journey mm. that that person went through that got them to that point so, I think people need to focus more on on, understanding that it's a journey to get things in life and it's a journey to um, achieve the things that you want and that you should enjoy every moment. That's why I was saying, you know, you need to enjoy every season that you're in and not constantly be focusing on the next thing, the next thing. Yeah. Because when that next thing happens, so let's say, you know, being on the main stage or being a prime time journalist, that's your goal and you get there. <laughs> what is the next thing that you're aspiring to get? Because you've got there now. And then what? You know? It's
0: like, you know what it reminds me of? That one time, for listeners that don't know this, we had a conversation about this a few years ago. But we didn't really know each other that well. We were talking about, do you remember? We were talking about, like, the life you have now is once the life you dreamed of. Mm-hmm. But you're always so focused on the next thing you don't even, like, realise. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other day I was writing a journal entry. I'm doing this journal challenge for anyone listening um and one of the questions was um what would your kid version of you think about how you are now and i sat and thought about it i was like you know what she would think i'm really cool she'd be like you live in your own place you do like content stuff you can go to the shops by yourself and to your own grocery shop and cook all these dishes and i just realized like oh wow i like, be really cool, but it's so weird. Like the day before, I was just like, "Oh, you just think of all the things you should be doing," and and you know, you get so in your head and get so insecure. And yeah,
1: we are definitely our own our own worst critics. Honestly, we always bash ourselves way more than we really should. Mm. I don't think we uh, always give ourselves enough credit for how far we've come in life. Yeah, and the obstacles that you know that we've overcome. I think it's whenever you have those thoughts of oh, "I should be doing better." also think of you know i've done xyz like i should be really proud of myself like i've achieved this you know i'm independent i'm doing all these things yeah you know uh i'm trying to you know create my own path like that in itself is a major thing yeah
0: so i never really thought about that
1: just what you said about creating mm-hmm. your own path like yeah. literally the
0: decision to create your own path that's the achievement itself 100 because i always get in the mindset of like when it hits something then it will be an achievement, but
1: no. Up until that point. Just just the mere fact that you have a better view of yourself now than you did two years ago, that in itself is an achievement. Because there's some I people. I should have who... crimes conversation. Oh. Ew <laughs> No Oh, she's getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that like, there's so many people who are stuck in the same mindset for year after year mm-hmm. after year and they don't really grow and then they wonder why. It's because some people are genuinely not and to, to an extent i do understand not everyone is willing to put in the work to become the person that they need for themselves 10 years down the line because Ooh, they know that
0: that's a gem guys
1: in case you didn't know <laughs> because that comes with pain that comes with self-reflection that comes with self-awareness that comes with a lot of patience as well for yourself and with a lot of ups and downs that journey is hard but i do believe that when you look back at the years that you spent on that journey and how much you've grown as a person like if you didn't be take those steps then you would not be the person that you are now you would not be achieving the things that you are achieving now because you'd still be in that same you know crippling mindset of i can't do this i'm not deserving but when you're in a place where you actually start to realize well actually i may not think that i am deserving but deep down i know there's a voice telling me that i'm deserving it may it not it may not necessarily be as loud as i want it to be but i'm going to work on it and get you know the obstacles out of the way so that that voice can be louder than the things that are actually making me feel less about myself and i feel like when you get to that point you know, it, that could be a year, two, five years down the line. And you're like, wow, I remember when I used to not think about myself this way. And that voice was so little. Look at me now. I can walk into a room and not say anything. And people just look at me and they're like, there's something about her. And that's like, because I knew that voice in me was one day going to speak so loud. And I made the effort to get there.
0: That's beautiful. Oh, babe. I like that. <laughs> I really do. I really like that. Thanks. It's so um it really touches on the point that um that voice of insecurity doesn't go anywhere and you have to really pick what, listen, what voice to listen to
1: 100 percent, it, it doesn't because even a lot of athletes um, you know musicians they all talk about that as well that that voice of fear even before they hit the stage they may have done this 500 times before but every single time they get on stage they still have that feeling of oh you know what am i actually doing xyz Hmm. And you would never think that because they come across so confident, but it's a case of I'm not going to let fear Hmm. be the obstacle for me not living my purpose. That's the thing you need to to think of because just because you don't listen to your voice, the voice of fear in your head, it doesn't mean that life is not going to be hard. It doesn't mean that you're not going to face challenges. Hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, that you're not going to make mistakes. But one thing you are guaranteed is that you're not going to live a life filled with regret and i think that's worse yeah because all those things are bound to happen so do you want that with or without the regret what are things are bound to happen having mis- making mistakes oh i see you I know see. having pain all these things are things that are inevitable in life mm. but what would you rather have that with or without regret That's the yeah. situation you need to make for yourself i think even this period of like coronavirus and
0: just seeing how one day you could be living and these are like people you know or people you just like see in your daily everyday life of the next day you can become yeah and you don't you don't have this like mind this like notion of it's when you reach this goal and that goal and this happens then it's your time to go it's like it could be tomorrow so it's like you might as well just just Try and make something for yourself. True that. Not like to make something like of yourself in the sense of like everybody's gonna notice you and you gain recognition, but it's just like you don't go on your deathbed and be like, man, even if that business didn't make six, six figures, like to fact you you lived this life and you started a business, like exactly. you did you did something. You took
1: the steps. Yeah. It's all about taking that first step because, like you said, tomorrow is not guaranteed. It generally is not guaranteed, and I think mm. you know a lot of young people um sometimes things like you know what oh you know the average age of a, a person in britain don't mm. quote me on those, by the way it's approximately <laughs> i think 85 86 i think wait that's the average age so not ab- like the average age that people reach before they're Oh, I see. Like the, like the expected. <laughs> I was like, like, like well, not age. even like a quarter. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm saying it wrongly. Not the average age, but like the uh, the, the life expectancy. Life expectancy. Thank you. See, th- this is what happens when English is not your first language. You, <laughs> you
0: just have to, had to F Y I. She
1: had to plug that in. This <laughs> is <the> second mistake <laughs> <of> I <it>. made. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> <TV world. laughs> Life expectancy is, you know, around the 80s. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm only 22. I have at least another sixty years." Sis, tomorrow could be your last day. You could be hit by a bus. You could have an accident. You could all of a sudden be diagnosed with terminal cancer. So basically, live your life. Exactly. Just live it. Live it and live it to the fullest. Live it,
0: have a good time. You know, you don't spend forever on this planet, unfortunately. True that. Not that I would really want to. Like, I can't imagine me going through another hundred years of this world. Because you get to the point by like, a hundred and a hundred, you're like, I wonder what's next. Yeah. Your friends have, you know...
1: especially considering how our bodies don't necessarily, you know, stay in the same shape. Yeah. You know, as you grow older, your mobility decreases significantly. It's, It's okay. At some point, I'm like lord how you doing let's have a chat <laughs> i'm tired yeah
0: let's like have like a round trip I've, I've, I've
1: done i've done what i need to do you know i've you know i've been able to god willing you know lay a foundation for the generations after me and for them to have a better life than what i had that to me is the most important thing as long as i've done that mm. that's all well and good then
0: right so to round up uh, mm-hmm. a little podcast because we've been talking for a while but it's been such mm-hmm. a great conversation yeah
1: it's been really good
0: what are your three giveaways to keep a healthy mindset mm-hmm. and I guess this kind of flows into body image as well just what what are three things that you do to keep a healthy mindset
1: so one thing I do to keep a healthy mindset is one thing I've been doing more constantly recently is um, uh, keeping a journal um, one journal that I initially I was keeping my own journal and mm. just kind of like writing letters to myself. Um, but you but write letters to yourself? Yeah, sometimes I do. that Is it like to your future self or just to your everyday self? Just to myself. Just not not like future Mariah or anything. Just dear mm. Mariah. Yeah, just write letters to myself. And then sometimes what's what's like. Sorry to cut you yeah. off. I'm just intrigued because yeah. I've never yeah.
0: seen, like I've seen someone do dear diary, but not like mm-hmm. dear myself. So is it like. A love letter to yourself is it like a self-love thing.
1: Uh, no, it's like me generally having a conversation with myself, like day oh, okay. and be like, oh, like you know, this and this and this happened. Like, why, why do you think, you know, you you reacted an X way? Mm. What do you think you could do better? And like, you know, I think it's good for you to do X Y Z. Like, That's generally really having nice. a conversation with myself. Yeah. So do you answer it in love? Um, I don't actually answer it, but I just read it and reflect on it. I don't necessarily oh. like answer that, but I write letters to myself. Like it's. At that point, I'm having a conversation with myself. Mm. Yeah, so not necessarily, um, saying like "Dear Diary," but sometimes, um, I do have like "Dear Jesus." I'm a Christian, so mm. you know that's really important to me as well. So sometimes I either like write to Jesus or I write to myself. Yeah, so that's one thing I do. Um, reason- Does it
0: help you emotionally process your feelings? then
1: Yeah, I yeah, especially when I'm dealing with like hardship or their where I, I always call these like growth spurts so the times where I know or I can feel like oh I'm gonna go through like another growth spurt in terms of like my own emotional intelligence or mm. just my maturity as a person and I know when that happens that th- I have a lot of challenging thoughts and things that I need to work through so in those moments I'd like to have these discussions with myself to kind of, you know, get myself through that process. Oh, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, so that really helps. Um, I recently got a journal, um, called the Becoming Journal, um, based on Michelle Obama's, uh, recent book, and that's been quite good because they have a lot of like questions that guide you through, like different quotes, or for you to really earn your story and understand your story, and, um, you know, really reflecting on why your story is so important and Mm. why you may think your story is very trivial but your story may actually set other people free from their own challenges Mm. so that's one thing i like to do second thing i like to do is i like to meditate and pray so in the morning when i wake up i try not to touch my phone i don't want to start like immediately immerse myself in social media and all that jazz i either go on like maybe like a bible app i have like a bible um meditation app that i use and then is it I... soul time no it's not soul time oh. actually let me see what the name is i've recently got into soul time is it I've had
0: yeah such good things
1: about I've, okay. i'm
0: trying now to wake up every day and do a meditation
1: that's so good
0: we're on like day three
1: that's, no but hey a beginning is a beginning that's amazing
0: but it has helped in terms of me trying to get to sleep because it has like
1: a sleep section on it oh that's amazing I think this app I use as well it's called Pray actually oh okay pray.com yeah so they have meditations they have um, bible stories on there I think it's a really great app so I use that in the morning and then I pray so that's really helped me Um, and another thing that's helped me as well is I intentionally look out for uh, books and um, content online to really help me stay in a positive mindset to think you know um Hey what examples so um a current book that i'm listening to is called everything is Figure outable mm-hmm. by uh, maria F- folio i think that's a really good book she really talks about you know overcoming fear and how uh you know fear is something that is you know Very, it's something that as a human will never leave you. Like, fear Mm -hmm. is actually there to protect us, but it can also cripple us in certain circumstances. Yeah, so understanding when to listen to fear and when not to. Um, and then another thing that has helped me as well is, um, online, I actually just look up different articles about what you need to do to get a positive mindset. So, things like you know, meditating or positive affirmations that's another thing I like to do some mornings um if you just google positive affirmations you'll find loads of videos uh and images on maybe five ten minute uh, meditation that you can do in the mornings and the evenings yeah I've seen that I think even on Spotify they have that yeah um new series as well
0: Hmm. I haven't tried it out yet but I think it's such a good idea
1: yeah no it's good because that really helped me as well uh in my teenage years like I used to um write affirmations on um like memo cards and then i put them on my mirror so every time i get ready in the morning Mm. i'd be forced to read them so read it out loud yeah i'd not always read out loud but just read it but just in my head i'm looking at it and i'm like i read and did it help change
0: your mindset
1: initially not but after a while it did it took a while and i think regardless of what you do it will always take a while like change is not something that just happens you know like that you need to take the time and the effort and it's hard Hmm. but i feel like once you get to that point where it actually changes you'll be like wow i'm actually so happy i did that and i don't think the way i used to think about myself i think even what you said about being
0: um taking the steps to be that person in 10 years that you need was game-changing.
1: I never yeah. thought about it like that. Yeah, that's okay. that's how I do everything in life. That's why, for me, I'm so immersed in grinding hard now because I'm like, I know the person that I want to be in 10 years and I know that if I don't put the groundwork now, it's not going to happen. I cannot be the mom that I want to be for my kids if I don't put the groundwork mm. now. It's not that in the case when it's about to happen, that's when you start thinking about it. You need to, even though it's... it's you need to find a balance, basically, between what is it that you're looking for in your future and enjoying the moment now you can still enjoy the moment now but still make conscious decisions of you know what I'm not actually gonna buy that sweater from Zara or I'm not gonna buy all those nice things that's on that Zara haul so that I can save and get myself a house later on that will be beneficial to myself and my family yeah Mm -hmm. like I I thought about it from that
0: perspective like Mm -hmm. say work wise career wise financially Mm -hmm. but but when you said it in the sense of like mindset wise yeah like because sometimes I feel like I'm very just seeing where I'm at now Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh this is this is 24 Mm -hmm. 24 I'm this that and the other then kind of stopping myself and realizing okay 34 year old year old me doesn't need uh this version of me that's so self-critical like it's just it just will not benefit to where I want to be like it's not helping her
1: Yeah, That's a very powerful point. Mm, Yeah. And what helps me a lot is like every now and then I have visions of myself in my head, visions of where I see myself, Mm. visions of how I, you know, my demeanor, my body language. And I'm like, that is different to how I am now. I know I can be it because I feel like every single thing that you see around you now, all of these things have all been thoughts in people's heads. So for me to have that thought of myself, I know that I can manifest in the physical But I need to put the groundwork. Like, these people who invented all this stuff, this was the idea in their head. They had to work for it to Mm. actually become something. And that same applies to your own mindset and your own, you know, way of thinking. Mm. So, yeah.
0: That's very amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) You definitely dropped some gems of wisdom that I know people listening will be like, I'm noting that down, taking that in my life. (laughs) So um, thank you. So where can people find you
1: if you want to self-plug yourself? Um, you can find me on Morayo underscore. So that's M-O-R-A-Y-O underscore. So that's my On the Instagram.
0: gram, on the Instagram. <laughs> yep,
1: and yep. thank you so much.
0: So we're probably going to go to bed now. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening so much. If you want to see more inspiring content like this, head over to aspire21.com. That's spelled E-S-P-I-R-E, 21 the number, dot com, And I will join you guys for the next podcast here.